Previously on the game of Rassilon, Regenerated. Okay, so we're on a space station, or maybe not, and people are missing, and things are going missing, but people are more concerned about industrial equipment. Oh, uh, my name's Lita. I'm sorry, this, this, I found this person in, in the trash. You're bringing a stranger to my, my meetings. We find, laying in a patch of oversized grass, Carrie Vu. You do notice, Rurik, a sort of human-sized tree. Hey, Treebeard, you uh, taking the hobbits to Isengard? Do you know where you are? Because I haven't the foggiest. No. We are in the communication center. Uh, I don't know where you are, so if you can come to me, that would be just wonderful. This, the doctor, is he, is he a Time Lord? Yes. Oh, you're in, you're in grave danger. Carrie and Rurik have now found their way to the uh, the support center. I'm so happy you're alive. And you're, you, you different. You, wow. So this is my new friend, Lita. Um, uh, there's a crazy power fluctuation thing, kind of our specialty. What do you say we go check it out? You forget that I am technologically incapable of nearly everything. Oh, that's okay. Lita has coveralls on, so I'm just assuming that she knows what she's doing. I pull out this kind of multi-tool and I'm flicking buttons and the head is kind of changing shape like this kind of organic liquid into like the shape of a wrench or the shape of a Phillips head screwdriver or a socket wrench. And this is a gun. find ourselves back in the strange power and support chamber of a mysterious and constantly shifting space station. The doctor has been reunited with his friend Carrie and has introduced her to his new friend Lita. Just as this new team of musketeers are about to find their way off to figure out the cause of the power distortions on the station, suddenly Captain Anthony Edwards has raised his now-revealed squareness gun and has informed them of his violent intents. And so we begin what is now our first conflict scene of the game of Rassilon Regenerated of Doctor Who Roleplaying Game 2.0. There is one change to the conflict scenes, which is that previously it has been uh, talkers, runners, doers, fighters and they've actually now combined all movements. So now it is talkers, movers, doers, fighters. And that is sort of to pick up any gray areas between someone like, well, I wasn't really running, I was moving over to something or blocking gotcha. somebody. Now a movement. So I th- and I, in my mind, I think that if you're moving in between two people to be like a human shield or something, that is now a movement action in my mind. It wouldn't be a do action. And that will give us the, the way that we're doing it. So we are at this conflict. We obviously have uh, Captain 
Captain Anthony Edwards, who has very clearly declared violence as, as his plan. So he will be going as a fighter because he is firing his gun, which is a fighting move. We now have the Doctor. We have we have Lita and we have uh, Carrie. And we also have Rorik, who I think Rorik, we will kind of like fade to the background for this so we don't have too many moving parts in the scene. One and so Michael Michael's not time. playing two people in the same conflict. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Doctor, Lita, Carrie, what do you do? I mean, my first instinct is just to say run and then be a, a mover with uh, all of our friendlies. <laughs> okay. So that's a talker. Um, I I think I would also like to move, but there is a big part of me that's like, is the, it, are there any kind of cables or wires that I might be able to kind of pull out or disconnect from, uh, from the wall that if they were hanging loose would be like a live wire uh, that would kind of get in the way of Anthony as we're making our escape? Uh, I'm going to count that as a doing if you're cool. actively trying to create a, a hazard for yeah. your assailant. Uh, so right now we have a talker from the doctor. We have a doer from uh, Lita. Carrie, what are you doing? Absolutely breaking into the ever classic, ever amazing hit by ABBA, Dancing Queen. Carrie's just gonna bust out in Dancing Queen. It's like a tactic of misdirection. Oh, Maybe okay. this guy will like drop the gun or or like at least he'll be speechless. We have seen many a time that karaoke can deflect things. She's hoping to buy time. This is this is the best that she can do right now. I'm gonna call this kind of an in-between talking and moving. So I think you would go at the end of the talkers, the beginning of the movers. That sounds right to me. Sounds um, good to me. You you make the you make the plan and I say yes. Okay, and then Dan, the reason why I have said talking is what you're doing is that I'm going to impose a regeneration penalty onto you. Okay. So I think that you say run and then you go to run and then you just collapse onto the ground. <laughs> so that is what's happened to the doctor. And then and like as you collapse as you, you kinda trip and fall, it's almost like your legs gave out and you, you kinda cough as you get out and a little bit of regeneration puff comes out of your mouth as you do. Oh the legs the legs were the first things that not let me down. I think that's how I'm resolving the fact that you did both a, a talking and an action, so a talking and a movement. Uh, so that was your uh, that was your thing. Uh, Carrie is indeed uh, doing a a, uh, a dance from from Dancing Queen, and she's singing along to it. Uh, you can dance, you can And that's as far as we can legally do. That's, uh, that's, that's our legal that's our, that's our legal limit. Uh, and then uh, what I'm going to do for that is that I'm going to consider that a hindrance to you, Anthony Edwards. Um, so I'm going to say that I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a negative one on your role because it's so confusing to you uh, when it comes to your role. Yeah, um, Captain Tony loves ABBA, so it's like, I can't, I can't shoot her now. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be your thing. And then uh, Lita, why don't you, for me, uh, make a coordination and craft because you are you know mechanics this is kind of your thing so you'll actually I'm not going to let you use your specialization for mechanics on this because you're not actually using like a machine you're fixing but I do think that you know enough about um, actually you know what I'm going to say coordination and technology okay yeah that gives me a base of six and then I roll a four and a one five okay uh, I'm going to say then uh, so you had a five to an eleven I'm going to say that you, your butt, so you could, that was a failed roll with a butt, so I think... Oh, it's failed with an end. That's a disastrous roll. 
Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I keep forgetting that but doesn't necessarily mean like positive or negative. Um, so you have, you have a negative, you have, you have a disastrous failure essentially. So I'm going to say that you go to pull the cable out and you actually end up shocking yourself with the cable. And so you're gonna take one harm to your coordination. Brilliant. And uh, now we come down to uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, yeah, so Captain Edwards is um, going to tr- sort of re-level with the doctor and pull the trigger. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll for me. And so I'm going to have you do coordination and conflict. Conflict is a new uh, stat that we have in this. I think it kind of combines uh, fighting and marksmen into one single stat. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have a six from my stats, but... I rolled snake eyes, or as I'd like to call it, the grand serpent. <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. I hate that. Um, so, <laughs> all right, I'll leave. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go. Uh, <laughs> um, because you have a double failure. You have a you have a no and you have a no and and. Uh, sorry, what was your what was your total number score rolled? Uh, an eight. Plus you had the minus one. Plus you had so was that eight well, including well, the minus one? Yes, yeah, so it, it was a three, a three, a one, and a one. That's an eight. So that's one plus two plus one plus one. Wait, <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. I'm three, trying three, to be helpful, okay. I swear. You have, a, you have an epic fail, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I really I really screwed it up, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you go to fire and nothing happens. Your gun does not fire. And this is a surprise to you. You've not tried to fire your gun that you can remember while you've been on the IS. You've had no need to. This is the first time you've felt a need to. But it simply does not work. So everyone, uh, we can choose to go to another round of conflict, or we can jump into roleplay. How do you all feel? <laughs> so, so I think Captain Edwards just looks at the gun, kind of wiggles it a little bit, and goes, "All right," um, and then just puts it back in his holster. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask Tone what what the what the heck the. I just want to, before we get into this role, I just want to talk about what just happened. In the span of a few seconds, a man pulled a gun. <laughs> uh, another man fell to the ground. Another character started dancing and singing ABBA. And then the other character electrocuted herself. And then the man's gun didn't fire. And that's where we are now. <laughs> yeah, what could be more Doctor Who than that? Yeah, I love it. Okay, yeah. so now now Lita has said, Tone, what the hell? <laughs> what, what the hell? I, um... Look, I haven't, I haven't been honest uh, with everybody. I, uh, of course not. If the doctor's here, if the doctor's here, that means there might, there might be a way out. And I, I don't want to leave. I can't, I can't leave. I'm not ready to go back. All right. So you seem to know where we are. Uh, start talking, chummo. No, that's I'm, not going to be my catchphrase. I promise. No, I'm pretty sure you're the the chummo doctor. No, um. Uh, the Doctor of Chums. Uh, <laughs> Holy broken gun, Doctor! All right, sorry. Um, no, I'm just, I'm a, well, I'm a time agent. The name is probably a clue. Uh, and we just sort of know that when the Doctor shows up, things are going to get wacky. I, 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 I tug on Lita's uh, overalls. He, he's not wrong. He's not, you should know that about me. Okay. <laughs> Feeling a little less confident in my newfound friendship with a strange man. Oh, you should be. You should be. Carrie takes out um, her bat, and uh, she's gonna she's gonna go for for uh, one of these guys' uh, toes. No, hey, whoa, you know, hey, whoa, just hey. just something that you can re- 
like recoup from, but it's still painful because he's he's jibber jabbering and not getting to the point, and she's just okay. trying to get to the point. So we're going to go I back have to into roll a, for that. We're going back into a conflict. So uh, we have a conflict here. So we need who who is who is talking? I, I think we'll say that the doctor and and Lita talked for this. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, for that. And then we'll just have a conflict between uh, Doctor. I mean, C- Captain Anthony Edwards and uh, and Carrie. So Anthony Edwards, coming what are you for doing? Your, coming for your foot, Anthony. Because I think she has to move towards you anyway, so that kind of makes sense. It's hard to say what action you're going to perform in a combat role. For example, I wanted to say just there, I want to do a talk, which sounds like I want to do a do, but I want to talk. I want to talk. Okay. Let's talk. You're talking. I want to talk. Okay. What is, so Anthony sees her coming towards him. What does he do? What does he say? Uh, Anthony puts his hands up and does like, uh, hey, whoa, hey, I, look, if the guy... If, if the gun doesn't shoot, I think he's cute. I don't want to kill him anymore. Um, we're good. Gotta come up with something more clever, Anthony. All right. So now, Carrie, make your attack roll. Uh, you're gonna right. do. You're gonna do coordination and conflict. Coordination. With, plus, you have a specialization in your uh, your bat. So oh, I that's you right. Get a, you get a plus two to this roll. Ooh, ooh. Okay. So that's for all of you at home. That's a that's an eight uh, plus two. That's a 10 right off the bat for those who are who don't have my sheet in front of them. Let's Which is the majority of our listening audience. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and that's, that's a total of 18, right? All right, yeah, you uh, you get a good swing at this guy's toes. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, Anthony, I'll let you decide. Do you want to roll to see if you stay standing or you want to just take a fall? Uh, no, I think uh, for the folks at home... You see, like, a close-up of the boot and then, like, an anime skeleton and, like, the toe explodes and does, like, a kind of, like, lightning crack. Actually, then- I'm going to say that she gets a really good hit on your foot, but it's almost like something prevents her from making full contact. And this is a story, this is a, a game missy move that I'm making where uh, you definitely feel like like her hit should have like crushed you, at least one of your toes. Uh, but instead, it's almost like it hits it, the pressure is there, but just something prevents it from making full contact. I, okay. I think the doctor notices that and immediately, like, even if he's not completely on his feet yet, almost like half scurries across the room to be like, now that's interesting. <laughs> and I, I want to give a, a, a sonic scan. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to have you make a uh, awareness and technology roll. And I'm going to give you a plus two on this, but I'm not going to tell you why until you make the roll. Okay. Uh, well, so it's a it's only a 13, and one of my die was a one. Um, but, but I guess with the... Uh, it'd be a fifteen with that with that bonus that you were talking about. Okay, but because of the one, I'm not I'm not going to give you the benefit of no the, problem. I'm gonna, I'm going to say that uh, your Sonic is still too overloaded by the amount of systems at play here that you're not able to figure out what happened. Well, I still find it interesting because actually, because the fifteen wouldn't have been a success anyway. So sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me, uh, I know you were just trying to attack me, but how how do you feel? I Did- mean, well, I, I my I mean, my toe should definitely be broken because that's a baseball bat, but it feels fine and i'm glad i i i want to be very clear here don't try to hit me again for any kind of like science or whatever please (laughs) i'll tell you what you are under my protection as long as you tell us what's going on here but he tried to kill you uh, carrie we're so used to this sometimes we have to have them work in our favor and that's why he's at the end of a bat (laughs) 
She's like holding it out hold, under his his chin. Oh, Carrie, I may have changed, but you never will. Well, I, uh, look, I'm I. If you can't beat the doctor, join him, right? So I'm here. I'm here to help. You know, this place is a weird space station. I don't know what the deal is. Time seems to be extremely. Uh, look, I. Don't hit me with the baseball bat, but it's an NFT. It's non-fungible time. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. Uh... Hey, Mike, I'm gonna ask you to leave the program. Yeah, I'm gonna leave again. Uh... <laughs> Carry swing away. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna say, uh, Carrie, do you want to swing away? No, she's you okay. know like that that that. I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna make you roll. I wasn't gonna make you roll for it if you chose to. So. No, no, no. I was I was gonna say that the going for the toes was definitely purposeful because there there are other points that could cause more damage this was meant to be like painful but easily recoverable from gotcha but still highly suspicious this guy is highly suspicious as soon as the doctor uh from lita's perspective kind of acquiesces to anthony's uh if you can't beat him join him anyone who's looking at lita right now sees she becomes visibly deflated and uh kind of disappointed in in what has just occurred. Lita, what's wrong? Doesn't say anything. Maybe there's a sigh, but doesn't say anything. Lita, what's wrong? Doesn't it doesn't matter. Let's let's just let's get this taken care of so that you can get out of here. I just want to clarify for the, as the GM because yeah. I'm, I'm making sure. What, were you sighing at the doctor's acquiescence? Or were you sighing at Tony's acquiescence to the doctor? Very specifically to the doctor's acquiescence. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure that yeah, I can sure. understand what happened. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I think then we are probably at a good spot to shift this scene to uh, the next section where maybe you all start to follow the trail of the power cables, and we'll say that you probably don't want. Tony coming with you because you might not trust him very well right now. But I would say that uh, the rest, I think Lita, Carrie, and the Doctor are free to to head uh, follow the. I, th- I think if you follow the the power cables, I, I've sent you now. You all have pictures of the map. I think you find that this power line that you were following leads directly into the the kind of cool tubes room that is next to the power and support room that Whoa, you just came cool from. Cool tubes. Look, These awesome I, cool tubes. I, I was I had a night to, to do the map, and the one thing I know about a Doctor Who set is there's going to be some cool tubes. I love so it. So you're welcome. I love it. I actually like the idea that no one on the IS knows what this room is for, and so someone has just written cool tubes on the map. That they, I love it. <laughs> they're cold. Sometimes they're hot, but usually they're I can they're even cool. say, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if Lita has written this, but uh, it's up to y'all. So, so anyway, you head to this room, and sure enough, when you go into it, it is a room full of, like, really... Like just some really gnarly and like radical tubes. Uh, it is a bunch of tubes that seem to. If you, it's one of those rooms where you're kind of on a catwalk in the middle of the room, and you're not too sexy for it. And you're on the room, and you, if you look up, it feels like these tubes stretch up into almost infinity. Like like there's a room that stretches beyond your scope of perception. And same thing if you look down, and there is a a passageway that crosses it. And basically in either direction, uh, going north, south, east, or west, there are doors that look like the one you came in through. Alita says, uh, eyes forward, please. If you look up or down, you'll get a, a headache. I always get a headache. I don't know if you're going to 
The doctor uh, looks up. You, you can't say something like that and have the doctor not look up. <laughs> okay, make a, uh, I'm going to have you make a, uh, I have to look at your sheet. I'm going to have you make a coordination and uh, I'm going to say survival because this is like you're, you're still kind of like forming together. Sure, sure. Uh, 15 in total. Okay, uh, you are able to maintain your balance. Ooh, these really are cool tubes. They're, they're, they're do, do, do you have any idea what they do? No, nobody does. They're just, I mean, everyone on the station pretty much agrees that they look cool, uh, but we haven't been able to discern a function for them yet. And this is where all the uh, power is being diverted to? It's going through here, yeah. It's going through here. Yeah. Yeah. Lita, what, what is it that you do on, on, the, on the station? Properly, I mean. Oh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a mechanic, usually for uh, uh, ships and vehicles, but they have me do maintenance here and there as well as needed. Have you ever had to do any work on the cool tubes? Uh, no, you've not. No, I've, I've, I've never had to work on the cool I don't actually know anyone who's ever had to work on these tubes, but I definitely have. Interesting. And do Maybe they're just too cool. They're too cool to... They don't, they don't, they don't need maintenance because they're, they're, just, they're just that cool, you know? And uh, doc, doctor, make an awareness and technology roll for me with a negative two. Okay. 15. Okay. Uh, something is nibbling away at your, like, you're, I know, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about these cool tubes. Um, how, <laughs> how wide would you say these tubes are? Oh, various wi widths. There's a lot of different widths. There's some that are like tree trunks. There's some that are like cables. Yeah, there's no real, there's no rhyme or reason. And they seem to get bigger or smaller, similar to how I described the library earlier, where like it didn't feel like anything was relative to any particular like perspective. These similarly change. And that's part of why Lita was saying like, don't look up or down, you'll get a huge headache. It's because they, there's no like awareness of any sort of like physics that are being followed by these cool tubes. All right, I, I would like to, uh, and I'll spend a story point if needed. Uh, I, I'd like to find one that's probably like fire pole with and I want to just slide down one of the cool tubes. Okay, you're not within like reaching and grabbing distance, so you're gonna have to make a jump to try to get to it. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, go ahead and make a uh, coordination and athletics roll with a negative uh, two because you are regenerating still. Okay. That's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You all see as the doctor <laughs> steps up on this catwalk and jumps off of it and then misses the two. Did you, did you roll a one or a six by any chance no, in that roll? Okay, no. good, good, good. Because <laughs> uh, we might have been having to regenerate the doctor in this episode if we hadn't. <laughs> um, you see the doctor jump off of this catwalk and then just plummet down into the abyss below and is gone for a good several moments until suddenly he comes clattering back down on the catwalk right in front of you, where like basically where he jumped off from, like he's fallen down from above. And the doctor, I'm gonna have you go ahead and knock a point off of your strength because you take an injury as you land. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so the doctor lands just- Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna make you take the, the point off because you hit it. And then you see it like heal with regeneration energy. Is you're okay. still in, you're still in that regeneration phase where you can kind of shrug off a, a, like a, a little yeah. cartoon dust cloud of regeneration particles. Yeah, comes off a doctor. <laughs> okay, 
That was a lot of fun, but I do not recommend it to anyone else who is... Unless you're regenerating. If you're regenerating, go for it. But no one else do that. Oh, and Doctor, so from, from, from your from your perspective, Doctor, you just went through some stuff. Like, you know, like, in, like, I, the best I can think of is, like, when, like, you go through, like, that weird uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon where, like, someone's, like, redrawing everything around you and, like, like things are, sh are changing shape and form and color and shifting. All that just happened to you. And, like, you're you're in the, like, sickness will take your mind where not, minds don't normally go from Tommy. That's, like, what just happened to you as you went through this. And now you've landed back and you're there again. Sorry, Carrie, you're going to say something. So my instinct to push you and see if that happens again is a no hands to self situation. I mean, I, I did ask to hug you before. So if you ask to push me, that's just a fair give and take, I would suppose. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's for science purposes, right? So can I push you? I'd, pr I'd prefer if you didn't. Uh, there's all right, all right. I just wanted stuff to Stuff beyond you comprehension. Is this common for the space station? I, I, I say this to Lita. Uh, I've, I've never seen this before. People t t tend most, to... Most people don't jump into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking, people oh, I, I, don't I just mean, leap I into... Mean, space folding on itself and not... I went down and I came from up, as if I was in a Scooby-Doo. Is this, is this a thing? I mean, the library's a bit like that. Um... Have I seen that anywhere else on the station? I would say that weird spatial distortions are pretty commonplace here. I would say that weird spatial distortions are pretty commonplace here. Uh, okay, it, um, I, I don't know if this would come into my experienced distinction or anything like that, but the combination of the energy flow and the um, you know spatial distortions, um, is this something that maybe I could start piecing together as something I've encountered before. I'll do a roll if need be. Or... Yeah, you're going to do a roll. I'll do yeah. an awareness and technology. Sure. Hi, can I just know the answer to the puzzle? Oh, no, no. The other, <laughs> the, the other, the other response I was expecting was no, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all, I'd like I'll let you roll for it. I'd like to solve, but we haven't like picked any letters or bought what you're asking. No, I don't. I'd like to uh, solve, please. <laughs> 18 with no no ones or sixes. Uh, it feels really familiar, and but I think your regenerating brain is like you're like still kind of confused and muddled, sure. so it's having a hard time. Yeah. Okay, um, I do that thing where like I. But hit I basically, myself. basically, my thing is if Dan figures it out, I will say the doctor figures it out, but I'm not gonna give sure. it to you. Yeah, I, I think I do that thing where like the doctor's like hitting himself on the head, like not hard, but like the palms of the hands, being like, "Oh come on, doctor, you know this? It's it's right in front of your eyes. Oh, stupid regeneration." <laughs> uh, Lita kind of sighs and says, "Look, can can we figure this out and wrap this up so that I can go home?" Gladly, I'm I'm lead on, Lita. I'm I'm fo I'm following you. Oh well, then we're all in trouble. Uh, <laughs> and then I, <laughs> and then I take off towards you know where on supposedly the map all the power was being uh, flowed to, with the gang. Okay, uh, you. Go through the door. So are you? You're go, you go through the door on the opposite side of the cool tube room that you came in, and you find yourself running into the power and support chamber. And in this chamber, you see a woman named Imelda who is standing at the center of the room, and she is currently handling a dispute over resources management with two of the citizens of the station. You recognize them, Lita, as Creeley and a lady named Moira Davidsmum, and they are fighting over resources because the uh, 
they're trying to see who who is best to use the food and water. And so also in the room are, are uh, re- residents of the station. There's a Auton who is standing there. And there's also a man who looks pretty similar to, in that he's exactly the same person as uh, Captain Anthony Edwards that you just left. And Imelda looks at you and says, Lita, who are, th- who are these? Are there, are there new people on the station? Yeah, they, they just arrived. This is uh, this is the doctor, and this is... Sorry, you said, you said your name was Carrie? Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, from home okay. base, and uh, I heard there was an issue happening right here. Uh, how can we help out? Carrie's totally doing this on the fly, because uh, she saw some arguing happening. So, totally like... A, she's used... Oh, no, we don't have traits anymore. No more voice of authority. Oh, <laughs> wah. Uh, go ahead and roll for me. Then I'm going to have you roll uh, presence and convince. Hey, it's the old favorite. It's back. T-shirts available in the store. Oh, poop. I rolled a one, but my total is uh, nine. Okay. So, you, yeah. That's, and then they, they look at you and, and they go, look, I don't know who you are, but this isn't very funny to come barging in here. And we don't even know. What do you mean home base? We don't have a base. Maybe we should build a brig, though. They sniffed my bluff, you guys. Somebody else. Somebody else. Oh, I love a space station. And I uh, make my way across the room, and I kind make of... Make my way. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of am surveying this very familiar scene, and I'm going around, and it's like, oh, low, and, and I'm, I'm touching all the buttons again. And I'm making my way, and just getting close to all of the people, and I... Oh, I'm sorry, I bumped into... Captain Anthony Edwards. Oh, I'm so sorry. New body, still figuring out the mechanisms on it. And uh, Riley, I sent you a message. Okay. Uh, <laughs> look at you. Wow, Dan, that is just that is just inappropriate. And <laughs> I, I don't. We are professionals, and we are. Um, okay, Dan, I like I like what you're doing. Dan, I want you to roll a uh, a coordination, and I'm gonna say uh, subterfuge. Okay, subterfuge. Michael, I want you as Doctor as, as Captain Edwards to roll an awareness and uh, intuition roll. Will my experience come into play? No, experience means that you had more XP to build your character with. At the start oh, okay. Again, we're still learning the system. Yeah, that's that's, that's, yep. a, that's a part of the game now because, as for the listener, because there is no longer uh, traits like there were in the old game. There's just distinctions, and distinctions basically you sacrifice story points on your character to have distinct elements to you. And one of the things you can do, you can you can sacrifice two story points permanently at the creation of a character to be what's called experienced, and as a result, you start with twenty extra XP to build your character with. Dan is using a modified version of the Thirteenth Doctor's uh, character sheet, so that was already done for him when he started playing. So I got an 11, and one of my dice was a 1. Okay. Uh, Michael, what did you get? I got an 11, and none of my dice were a 1. Okay. Uh, what you see, This is actually more fun this way, I think, is that uh, Captain Edwards, you look down, and this strange man that you have just met is, is reaching out for your gun. And in his other hand, he is holding a banana. <laughs> I'm just going to do like a... Like a comedy, just like slap on the wrist, like, no, stop that. What are you doing? (laughs) And I'm going to throw the banana in his face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You try to throw the banana in his face. I might even make a roll for it because I just want to move forward a little bit. But you go to throw it in his face and similar to how 
Uh, Carrie was not able to break his toes, and he was not able to fire his gun. The banana is not able to physically harm him. That's okay. It just it go, it like goes right in front of your face. You could almost feel it like air against your nose, uh, Captain Edwards, but it does not actually uh, hit you or do any harm to you. And then I turn around, arms up in the air as wide as they go, biggest smile on my face. Carrie, we're in a time loop. I I I I know you're speaking English, but I have no idea what you're saying. You're very cute. Groundhog Day. Uh, I'm sorry. I, a time loop. We've we've been living. I, sorry, Melda's like confused. It's like you're not in a time loop. What are you talking about? Oh, you see, but I've already I've seen you have this exact conversation. We left this room and came in back through this room. Uh, you two are having a dispute over. Uh, resources, and you're about to find out that Doug ha- and his newsstand have gone missing. Uh, when you say that, uh, a guy in the corner, an, a middle-aged man with, with gray hair, who the audience has seen as Doug, goes, um, I'm not, I'm not missing. What are, what are you talking about? And Doctor, if you now, I'm not going to make you roll for this, you can see on the screen next to you the map that you previously saw of the facility, and the sections that had been vanished that were Doug's Gazette and such are not vanished in this map. I have a question. How does this affect me? Because if it does affect me, I want to be still holding the coffee from the beginning um, of the first scene. I'm going to say you were not affected because okay. you were moving with the doctor. Okay. Well, there goes that. Uh, again, my brain is literally cooking itself right now. Uh, you could put an egg on this head of mine. You wouldn't even need a non-stick because there's no hair. Um... Imelda, I was there when Doug's newsstand was zip-zap-zooped and and vanished. So Doug Doug shouldn't be here. Doug's like, well, I I have a right to be here as much as anybody I, else does. No, I it, live on this station, Lita. We're no, friends. I, I have... That's not what I... Can someone... Please, I'm trying to articulate this. It's, it's really difficult. I, I had... I got coffee and a disappointing granola bar from you this morning. And then I left... And then I heard a noise, and when I turned around, your section had vanished. Like, so many other sections of, of IS has ha, have been vanished in the past. You you uh, were um, gone. Amelda looks and goes, all right, Lita, look, we, this is no time for such cruel jokes. We all, I don't, I don't think it's, it's you're, you're tempted fate by saying such things about Doug. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's no joke. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you're saying these kind of things on, on my ship, but I don't like it. Oh, I'm the doctor, this is Carrie, you know Lita, and uh, Captain Anthony Edwards is a time agent, and he's gonna try to shoot me. Yeah, he just, he already did that. He, You were here when that happened, Imelda. Did you not see that? I, I did not. Um, I saw your friend try to take uh, Officer Edwards' gun, but I, I don't recall... Yeah, because, because Officer Edwards is a time agent who tried to use their gun to kill the doctor... Only it didn't go off, and then Officer Edwards was all, "Well, if you can't beat him, join him." And the Doctor was like, "Yes, you just tried to kill me, but I'm on board with this for some reason. What is every what everyone I put my faith in? What do they keep letting me down? That's irrelevant right now. That's that's happened. That just happened. You you don't get to tell me that didn't happen. I I don't know." Uh, so according to this, uh, yeah, uh, Joe, I'm going to have you roll for coordination and subterfuge. While you're doing that, I'm going to keep the scene going with uh, with what's happening with Lita and, and Imelda. Look, I got you. I can, I, 
I, I've been here all day. You haven't been here. I thought you were in your shop working, and suddenly you, you come running in with two strangers, which we've never had before here on the IS, and now suddenly you're telling me that all these things happen that you experience. Are you sure maybe it didn't hit your head or dream? Or You look like you've been through a bit of a shock, so maybe that's what happened to you. Could you stop for a sec? Doc, doctor, you said... Are we... Is this... You said the words time loop. Is that why she's lying to me? I really need there to be a reason why she's lying to me I, right now. You know, I put words together all the time. I thought time loop were the correct two to put together, but we might be in a parallel situation. We might be in a repeating situation. It's, it's probably... You know, that my mistake was, was, was trying to trust you to give me a straight answer again. That's on me and I apologize. Oh, I don't have an answer. That's that's the truth. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Um... Listen, TLDR, um, uh, uh, Anthony Edwards here is, is going to try and shoot the doctor with a gun. And and I think we should skip to the part where he doesn't do that because we have disarmed him. Can someone please actually try to disarm him, please? Uh, I, I think Captain Edwards is just going to, like, offer out his gun. Well, I mean, I'm not going to do it now. And it just seems rude. Uh, so, you know, if you want to hold... Okay, like everyone in this room, come with me. We're we're all going together. Hold hands, and I, I I'm insisting we make a humanoid chain. <laughs> okay, uh, are you gonna go back to the cool tubes room? Oh yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna say that you do this now. Now you have you can go straight ahead again, or you can go north, or you can go south. Which way do you want to go? Uh, which direction did we come from? Uh, I'll say you. I'll say you came from west, based on the map. And and it's, it's pretty. Time. It's pretty relative in a sure, uh, sure. in this. Yeah, you also came from the west last time as well. And and we exited to which direction? Somehow you came out of like what seems like it would be the east side. Like you basically came out the same door you went in. Right. Uh, but I'm asking when we were in the cool tubes room, did we take the north or the south last time? You went straight across. So you you went from you went from west to east, okay. and somehow arrived on the west again. And now you're going. Now you're entering from the west again. Okay. We'll go north this time. Okay. Uh, you go north, and you come to a room that normally you would think this would be your living quarters, but it's not. Instead, you come to a massive room that is covered all around the walls with these miniature shapes. And if you approach them and you look at them up close, what you see is the layout of the power and support room. And in each one... It's almost like a miniature version. Like it's like it's like not relative to the size. It's not unlike everything else happening in this in this station. Uh, the dimension is not relative to anything. And so you walk up to it, and what you see is an almost an unending cycle of these around the room. There are infinite versions. It seems like of this power and support room, and in each one there is an Imelda. There is a you know, Captain Edwards, there's a Rorik that comes in sometimes, there's a Xerox, sometimes there's a Doug, sometimes there's a Lita, but in none of them do you see you and Carrie. There are two behind you that you came in that are, one is empty, and one, as you can tell, is probably the first one that you were in that has no Doug and has 
the Imelda and Captain Edwards that you left behind. And I want you to make a. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna have you make an awareness and technology roll for me, and you're gonna get a plus two on this. Okay. Nineteen. A thing you really distinctly notice about this room and these little miniature things is that they're all round. They're all in like a rounded shape. It's almost like these like models of something being played out. And what you also notice is uh, in the center of the room is sort of this console and it is cataloging each one of these, these, these round uh miniatures essentially and it is logging a series of successes and failures and so far it has been failure 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 system failure 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 and then you realize this is the room that all of this power has been redirected to and the only one that is currently not showing as a failure is the original room that you came from and that's that that's experiment is still running and all the other ones are still running that all the ones that have not been marked as a failure yet are still running so you have not seen a success yet uh when you say the original one we came from is that the one where uh it, edwards took a shot where doug was missing I'm, okay yes so it's a probability generator i'm sorry my brain again it's still cooking but this this is where all the power in the station is is running to like simulations of us what are we looking at well, it's either the infinite realms of the multiverse or a computer simulation or some combination in between. Um, this is your tech. Um, why don't you take a look at it, Lita? You're, you're the mechanic. Okay. Uh, I mean, my technology score is not great on my sheet, but am I able to do a roll to see if I'm uh, able do to a, identify any of this? Do a coordination and technology roll for me. Okay, coordination and technology. So that's a base of six. Uh, I rolled a 14 with one of my dice being a 6. Okay. Um, I am going to say that you you know this technology is extremely beyond your capabilities. Uh, like you, It is well beyond anything you've designed or worked with. But you do feel like with that success, uh, I'm going to say that you are able to at least you can figure out how to reroute some of that power. And if you do then you are able to maybe like adjust the lighting in the room a little bit to make it a little more clear what's happening in this room. Okay. Uh, I, I say to the group, look, I, I don't know what any of this is, but all of the power's coming here and wiring is wiring. I think I might be able to give us a little bit more light. And then I do that. Okay. As you do, the lights click on and you are in a pretty monotone gray Interior. It's extremely well lit at this point. And Doctor, uh, as you turn back around and see these, these circles that you saw on the wall, uh, they are surrounding the walls. And a better term for this might be roundels. Or the little round things. Of course! Carrie, you know where we are! I do? And as if to hammer this point home, suddenly, Doctor, you feel a familiar feeling at the base of your leg. And it is a five years older cat than we might have remembered seeing. But it is a, a Siamese cat with white fur and flame point tips. 
And then Carrie, you feel nuzzling against your leg, almost the exact same age as you last saw him, a lynx point cat. Oh, hey, you're Mr. Measures. Wait, what are you doing here? Lita, you said you were looking for a ship? Yeah. Well, welcome to mine. Okay. You see, Doctor, earlier you misspoke when you described this as a time loop. This is not a time loop. This is a space loop. This is the same amount of space being repeated in infinitum, essentially creating an experiment that's running an algorithm of running the situation through as many variables as it possibly can, trying to figure out the exact combination of things that it needs to bring about the arrival of the thing that it needs the most in order to protect itself, and that is the doctor. It knows that it only has one shot at the doctor's arrival. Your con- your pattern, your existence is too complex to, to get repeated over and over again. It would take too much power for it. And suddenly it decided to drop you in at this exact combination of space. Doctor, you realize that this entire time you have been living in space, but you have been missing time and relative dimension. I, I, I walk up to that podium that um, Alita had been working on and I place my hand on it and I release the excess remaining regeneration energy. Oh! Uh, and I am feeding it into the podium to not only heal myself, but also heal where we are. I I had... My, Michael and I had thought of multiple ways that you could have tried to figure out how to solve this problem. I don't, did we have that on our list of things? No, we <laughs> that never is, do. <laughs> that is so good. I thought we had, but we did not. Okay, um... Uh, that is, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. I am going to make you burn the rest of your story points for today for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, by the way, the, the listeners should know, I only have three story points now because of the new system. So all of my game-breaking stuff that I've known for, I can't rely on that anymore. So this will be fun for all of us. <laughs> As you pull your regeneration energy into it, you see this podium begin to glow and vibrate with this energy as as you give that regeneration power to it and slowly you find this room begin to shape and change around you back into a standard TARDIS control room and slowly Doctor you sense that the TARDIS is now putting right what it can and that it is sending people back to where they belong. And you realize that what happened was whatever happened in the moments following your regeneration caused a catastrophic explosion in your TARDIS. This is not the first time this has happened in your history. And the last time it happened, it caused a new big bang that slowly erased all of time and space and energy and, and history. And as a result of that, you have helped, you have upgraded the hostile action dispersal system or displacement system, depending on which episode you want to pull from, to mitigate the risk to the universe of the effects of an exploding TARDIS. And instead, it has created the hostile action diagnostic system in which the TARDIS pulled itself out of known reality and began working a 
cascading algorithm in order to try every possible combination it needed to fix itself. It pulled people from throughout space and time that landed in the wake of the exploding TARDIS to process functions on the ship. You had a communicator in the form of Imelda. You had analysis in the form of your scientist, Rurik. You had a historian in the form of the Auton Xerox. You had Doug, who, until his untimely death, had been transmissions and communications. You had Captain Anthony Edwards, who functioned as security and protection. And you have Lita, who is an engineer and a fabricator, as this machine tried so hard to repair its ancient systems. And slowly, one by one, they all begin to disappear back to where it is that they belong, leaving only you and Carrie. And for reasons that you may not know yet, Lita remains behind in the TARDIS with you. And Lita, for the first time that you can remember in what may have been decades or centuries of your life, you haven't aged since you've been here. You don't remember how you got here or what was happening when you were pulled into this space. But this is the first time you've seen an actual new room, something different. And you see everybody else you know pulling away, but you're still here. Where, where did they go? I suppose the easy answer would be everywhere, but it's a big universe out there. Well, well, I mean, that... that spectacularly fails to answer my question, so I'm going to have a go at answering the next one and hope that I'm able to understand the words that come out of your mouth. Why am I still here? Well, Lita, let's be honest. That's the question of life, isn't it? Why are you still here? And experiencing the answer to that question, that's what it's all about. And if we're done with enough cheese, you're just cool enough to hang out with us, Lita. Jeez, Doctor, everything's gotta be just like, who's watching you? Who are you making these speeches for? It's like you're trying to pontificate towards <laughs> Carrie's just walking away as she picks up Mr. Measers and she's just going on. It's like he's talking to somebody. Like, that's not even there. Who, who does he think he is? It's like he's my dad or something. It's like, dear diary, today I just... Lita, you find yourself in this room now alone with this strange man who called himself the Doctor who arrived and changed everything about the IS. And suddenly this kind of brain fog that you've had, this almost sort of temporal amnesia, uh, lifts. And you have these vague flashes of memory of you arriving on a different space station. Uh, you saved up your life savings and you left your home in the, was it the Sunken Colonies? Is that what it's called? The, I, Sunken I Boundaries. It the sunken boundaries yeah you left your home at the sunken boundaries and you found a new life on a space station called silva 7 and things didn't end well for you there and you found yourself stuck this feeling of stuck almost absorbed you until one day you found yourself on this is and became and stuck in this pattern of life over and over again and now here you are suddenly in this new space what do you do i think leader is uh, I think she's overwhelmed by everything that has happened, by the by the fog lifting, by the room changing, and I think she's going to turn and see uh, the the TARDIS doors, kind of those white wooden uh, wooden doors, and he's just going to make an immediate beeline for those doors to kind of step out and get some air. You try to do that, 
And when you open the doors, for the first time in a very long time, you are looking out into the open emptiness and vastness of space. I, I, I'm just kind of wide-eyed and agog at it all. Well, you asked if I could get you off that station. <laughs> um, there's, there's nothing out here. Oh, Lita, you couldn't be more wrong. Everything is out there. How would you like to see it? A little while later, we find ourselves in the newly reforming TARDIS's wardrobe room, and uh, Lita and Carrie are sitting uh, on the other side of a wardrobe screen. Uh, Doctor, what is happening? Uh, there's a great amount of commotion where it just you hear just racks of clothes and pieces are flying over the top. It's like, no, I, I can't wear produce again. I, I got a lot of flack for that. Okay, okay, a, a bit of a classic. Got it. Okay, are you ready? Lita, he's worse than some of the people that I've worked with, you know? Like, you, uh, yes! Yes, we're ready! The cats are here. They're impatient. Yeah, the cats are impatient, sure. (laughs) All right, and, uh, yeah, the curtain opens, and the doctor steps out in a light gray vest and pants combination with, uh, with a tie, uh, that's just slightly undone a little bit. It's like, I decided to go a little more formal this time, and then I throw on a, uh, black, <laughs> a black, you know, medium-length coat, which looks a lot like my winter coat, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, it's a little Sherlocky, and, uh, just, you know, b- a big goofy smile, and then I put on a pair of glasses being like, I needed something for the face. <laughs> Is this the first time he's dressed himself? Uh, yeah, that would, this would be, this would be it. Looking good! Carrie, like, winks and shoots two guns towards the doctor's direction, turns back to Lita. This is a horrible mistake, but, you know, we really shouldn't get involved because it becomes a whole thing. You don't want to get started with this, Lita. Just trust me on this. Just just smile and nod. Just, just smile and nod. <laughs> Looking sharp! Looking like a 10 out of 10! Wood as, swipe as the- right! <laughs> As the doctor, oblivious to the the very catty feelings of, of his companions, uh, heads back into the control room of the TARDIS. Um, we'll save the description of the TARDIS for next time. Um, it is still in flux. It's still kind of shifting and shaping around from what used to be as you are arriving in the new universe. Um, but we're here, and you go to the console, and you're probably about to try to figure out where you want to go next when Dr you feel a kind of a heat sensation in one of your pockets. I reach in and I pull out the offending thing. In your hand is an object that you're very familiar with known as the psychic paper. And as you flip it open, suddenly a barrage of messages and symbols come pouring, pouring through the paper, all in script Gallifreyan, but they're arriving so fast and in so great a number that the paper cannot keep up with the amounts of information that is coming through you, as if people have been desperately sending you messages for an extremely long period of time. And it's going so fast and so, and it's still happening, but it's happening so fast you can't even read. It's like, it's basically like, if you if so if you ever turned your phone on from it being on on silent or on on turn it off and and someone sent you like 300 texts it's all coming through at one time and so you have no it's like it's so many notifications that you can't read them oh oh i <laughs> i didn't even know i could set this to do not disturb 
no, no, that's not what it is. If you take a moment to check the console of your TARDIS, you will see that relative to your own time and when you disappeared, about 150 years have passed. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Carrie, uh, <laughs> remember when the TARDIS exploded? Which time? The most recent time. <laughs> then, yes. Well, apparently that was 150 years ago. That's, that's a long period. This is going to sound very egotistical, but that is a long time for the, gal <laughs> the universe not to have the doctor. Um, this is the part where I like to ask people where they want to go first, but I'm sorry, we have to make a stop first. And I put the TARDIS in flight. Where are you trying to go? The source of these messages, Gallifrey. There is no signal to follow the source of these messages. You cannot find a trace of Gallifrey in the universe. No, 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 not again. Not again, no, no, no! This can't have happened again! Doctor, your messages finally come to a stop on your psychic paper. There's one last message in Gallifreyan script, and it says goodbye. And then, as if all the heat of all these messages have caught up with you, your psychic paper burns in your hand and falls to the ground in cinders, unable to muster any more energy to operate. There is no signal that you can find, no matter how long you search, you can't find any Time Lord signals in space. You can't find a trace of the doctorate program. You can't find any cities on Gallifrey. You can't find Gallifrey. Doctor, you are alone. So where do you want to go? Thanks again for listening to the Game of Rassilon Regenerated. Until our next episode, you can find us on our various socials media as well as Patreon at Rassilon Pod. Uh, we'd love your support. We'd love to hear from you. Please tell us what you think of the show. All the good stuff. Uh, and, and absolutely tell your friends. Uh, small podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth alone, as a friend of mine who is also on the show says all the time. Uh, and yeah, thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for your time, uh, your support, your love. We love hearing from you all on the Discord, and uh, always remember, life rarely gives you second chances, so aim for the head.